0: mil bolo
1: namaste aaya bolo
0: Reverend Dr. Patricia Keel, and you're listening to the Oneness program on Oneness FM. We're so grateful that you've tuned into the program today, and I'm very happy to have on the show with me Maria Burnett. Uh, did I pro- pronounce your last name properly?
1: Yes, you sure did. Beautiful, Maria.
0: And you know, I think that we were at a conference together in Los Angeles, um, and but I I think that your um, Your vision and the work that you're doing with Global Deeksha kind of preceded my knowing of who you are. So I'm really excited that we made the contact on the Internet and that we have an opportunity to share time together uh, on the Oneness program. So welcome, Maria.
1: Thank you. I'm very happy to be here with you, Patricia, and with all the listeners. Beautiful.
0: One of the things I really love to do when we first get to know somebody on these shows is to ask you... To share with me and share with our listeners how it is that you, um, you found Diksha or the Oneness Blessing found you. What was going on in your life? How did it unfold that you somehow connected up with Oneness and Oneness Blessings? Could you share that with us?
1: Oh, I'd love to. And it's a really wonderful story for me because I have been traveling to different countries and living in different countries since I was a very young child because of my parents' work in this international science field and I really enjoyed um, lots of different cultures and organizations and especially different forms of spirituality because I had been exposed to that and I had been uh, to India a few times after my daughter went away to college and one of the people that I had met there who was an American who had been on one of my so-called kind of a pilgrimage archaeological tour Um, had mentioned to me in Southern California about this wonderful thing from India where they put hands on your head and it just felt just absolutely lovely. And he kept calling and calling and trying to convince me to go, but there was something that said, oh, I don't know about the hands on the head and I don't know who these people are. But there was a point where um, I thought, let me just go because he's insisting so much and he is a friend and I want to please him and I'll just go. And that first diksha, if I may say, was given to me by Eric Eisen and Encinitas and his uh, beautiful daughter, Alicia. And I was just so uh, relaxed, so amazed at how my mind had calmed down and that I didn't have to do anything. And in other uh, events and organizations that I had been uh, involved with, I always felt like I had to be the doer where I had to chant, where I had to do um, my work and a lot of it in order to make a little a little bit of progress and here I felt like I could just be and it was being given to me and for, after that first diksha I was so convinced and I kept going every week and I did that for about three years until I went to India in March of uh, 2010 and I decided that I wanted to take the level two I had taken um, a oneness um, awakening course and I had been initiated here in the first initiation that was given in the west which a trainer could initiate and that was on December 4th 2009 so just a few months later I decided to go and do the level two in March of 2010 and um, uh, since then that that course has evolved and so it's no longer offered. But that was really my great opening into becoming fully immersed in um, the Oneness Blessing and in the Oneness Movement and its teachings.
0: How beautiful. I'm going to- So wonderful. Marie, it sounds like you were in India close to a time when I was over there. Um, and I know the experience over there is definitely a transformative one. I wonder if you could give our listeners a sense about you you said you did a lot of traveling in your life, partly because you traveled as it sounds like as a child as part of family but um, what kind of work do you do or have you been doing in the world prior to your getting involved in oneness and I know now you're you're doing whatever that work is as well as being a oneness trainer and initiating oneness blessing givers.
1: Yes, Patricia, um, I actually was born in Rome, Italy, and my uh, my father is from Colombia, South America, and he went there to study, and that's where he met my mom at university. And um, we began traveling as a family because of their work, and I was raised partially in Rome and in um, the United States. And when I returned to Rome to live, uh, when my daughter was about a year and a half, I began working in the United Nations as a conference interpreter with uh, Italian, Spanish, and partially French. And I did that work uh, for a couple of years, and I was coming back and forth to California and going back to Rome. I also worked for, I did work also for an international laboratory called the Pasteur Institute and I was doing um, sales for them throughout Italy and at one point when I lived in Rome I also worked for the Vatican Museums as the assistant to the um, director of art restorations for the patrons of the arts. So that was a very beautiful thing because Mm. I got to be in the Sistine Chapel as often as I wanted. In fact my (laughs) office was right underneath it. and Of course the international character of art and of the art patrons this entire international theme seems or seemed, and also continues, to keep coming to play into my life. And after that I returned um, to uh, California and I began working as a conference interpreter for the private sector and for the justice system. And as well as working for an international foundation in India called the Tripura Foundation as a volunteer and teaching their programs to different um, educators throughout Latin America. So there was the international theme, again, coming into play even in my SEVA and volunteer work with international foundations. So to this day, in terms of my regular work, what I do to earn a living is actually working as a conference interpreter for the justice system and the private sector, as well as editing international periodicals that have to do with international aid agencies
0: beautiful so this global deeksha that you really are spearheading um is just really right up your alley and you know when i was in india for my 21 day process which was in jan was in march of 2006 i was in uh the, the campus number three at the same time that there was a group of indigenous healers that had been invited by Sri Bhagwan to come and I remember that for me was one of the things that really really cemented my deep commitment to the oneness movement I I loved the just the experience of oneness and as a unity minister it was really powerful for me Mm -hmm. to understand the teachings but the fact that there were people from all different traditions and and all these indigenous healers and, and wisdom keepers from many different cultures uh, and people from all over the world in all of the processes I went to. That, to me, was just such an important part of what the Oneness Movement is all about. And it seems like that's something that you're really anchoring for us here in the United States by the contacts that you've made in Global Deeksha.
1: And that's very correct, Patricia, because uh, my uh, beginning in global Diksha was something that was very providential. You know, we have this amazing, amazing community called the World Oneness Community that is part of uh, onenessuniversity.org. And all of the, so many groups, international groups of oneness uh, Diksha givers are on the World Oneness community and I was very motivated because I love editing and writing so I began doing a lot of transcripts with uh, Nani Kaufman of Austin and posting them on the World Oneness community and uh, people began contacting me from other countries and uh, wanting to create friendships and uh, I was contacted by um, an Indian group in Dubai in the United Arab Emirates and I began a friendship with that group and they mentioned that they, they had been with Amma Bhagavan for like 15 years and they had Bhagavan as the, a couple of them as the Antaryamin and they mentioned that they had started doing this distant Diksha with a group that was in Mumbai. And what they were doing was sending seven minutes of Diksha. One group would send seven minutes to the other group of distant Diksha. They would call the other group and do a miss call, let it ring once. And the other group knew that, okay, they're going to send to us. They would close their eyes. When the seven minutes was up, that first group would call again to say, okay, we sent to you. Now it's your turn. Then... (laughs) The group in Mumbai would do the missed call, and you know, it would go back and forth seven times seven, which would be a total of 49 minutes between two groups. And they were telling me that they were passing out, the energy was so amazing, and that they could tell that there was a grid line there was like a grid line of it was like a blessing field being created between these two so groups
0: beautiful.
1: <laughs> and and they began doing it in Dubai. Um, a cup, A few of them would go on one side of a hospital another side on another side of a hospital. On the street And they would send seven minutes to each other of Diksha and in between was this hospital so a field would go through like a morphogenic field, a field of energy or or consciousness like a blueprint that could hold the oneness blessing and where blessings would um, send their grace to whatever uh, being or life form or animal or plant that was in that field. So they asked us. They were so excited that I was from California, way across the world. And they said, can you get together some people? We'll send you our pictures. You do a sheet with your pictures. And we'll do the missed calls. And um, I said, absolutely. So I contacted some um, friends from uh, orange county that were in my group in california and also the trainers and they they all came down and we got ready and we did it and it was so amazingly strong and it was so beautiful to feel their diksha's coming from thousands of miles away in the gulf in dubai wow. and and that we were just it was just blissful and then we were giving them diksha well i had It was just uh, wonderful. We were using picture sheets that I was making up of our group and and of their group, and of course we were emailing each other to get our schedule together, and we started doing it on Sundays at about 9.15. And remember, I had been in India doing my Level 2 in March, and this started in August of that same year, which was 2010. And so this has been going on for several months. What well, what I did was I started contacting the people that I knew here, the trainers and other people I knew here. Um, for instance, a Nani Kaufman in um, Austin, and she contacted uh, someone named Rainbow Moon in Missouri. I know Rainbow. She's in Berkeley. Yes, and so she organized group. a huge group. And then I contacted um, Nestor in Colombia and Eric in Oslo and um, Anna in Serbia, people I had also met in Oneness University when I did my course. And they started contacting other people. And we started we did about seven groups with the missed calls. And we were going around doing an Excel sheet of when each group was going to receive. So all the groups would give to one particular group. And that was their t- their time for seven minutes. And then that group would join, you know, s- um, six other groups, I'm sorry, five other groups and give to the next group. So the next group would receive from six groups. And this started expanding and growing and growing. And we have got South Africa. Israel, Germany, Mexico, Malaysia, Singapore, um, Sweden, uh, Canada, Brunei, Denmark, Brazil, England, France, Finland, uh, India, of course, and Golden City, because Patrick, uh, Patrick joined us saying, when he was right. in Golden City. And then um, Taiwan, and, uh, and then we also got a um, wonderful, huge group, several hundred from Russia that are now with us and the Ukraine and so what we've done is we've got over a thousand people now every single week and with um, a a slideshow of different groups 13 different groups made up of close to a hundred people each a hundred blessing givers each and we have an excel sheet and I send that out every week we have three regions we have a region one, a region one, two, and three. Depending on a person's time zone, they can join whatever region they like. And so I send out all the information. And let's say we begin in the United States, region two. It's about nine fifteen Pacific uh, Daylight Time on a Sunday, and uh, we know that we are in group twelve, for instance. So we start. Um, giving the diksha based on the sheet to the different groups, and they're from all around the world. And then when it's our turn, we just relax for seven minutes and receive diksha from hundreds of people at one time. How so it's been really beautiful. And the most important thing is that this field has been created from around the, wor- uh, around the world, excuse me, uh, since August continuously this field going back and forth country to country and the blessing givers are like lighthouses connecting this these different grid lines and now there are thousands of them of grace That's these grid lines incredible. of grace
0: so um i remember we did this at the conference in la and we had pictures we we did the the seven minutes, and we focused on different groups, and we had pictures that were posted up on the screen, and it was really beautiful and very, very powerful. Um, do you, um, do you have just groups do it, or can individual people do it? Is it, you know, is it limited just to groups that actually physically get together on Sunday mornings?
1: Well, any individual who's a blessing giver can do it, and the beauty of it is that you can do it in your own home. Okay. There are groups that are getting together, and then, uh, but they, I have a very extensive list, and there are coordinators who send to their lists. So um, people can just um, contact me if they'd like to do this, and uh, I will send them all the information, and they can do it in their home. However, it's very nice when you have two or more people, because I think, as uh, Sri Bhagavan has said, when there are three or more people, the um, blessing energy is even stronger.
0: and Jesus said two or more, so, but one's just kind of amping up the energy <laughs> <laughs> But you know, since i I am a minister and Sunday mornings were never I, Sunday mornings were always such a challenge to me, I was always I was really grateful when the webcast became very consistent with Sri Bhagavan, and they were at 9.30 in the morning and 9.30 in the evening for Pacific time. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I could easily see that, with especially now with the um, what we're doing with the Internet, and also I'm even thinking my mind is, go- is kind of spinning out of how I could figure out a way to help you do this with the radio station, uh, that maybe we would do something on a Sunday morning for 49 minutes um, that would coincide with your time pacific-wise, so that we would always have a global Diksha call at that time, because it would connect with people all over the world in some sort of fashion, and we could lead people through a global deeksha. Um, anyway, that's a whole other conversation, but it's all very exciting to hear that you have just taken this divine idea and had the capacity to allow it to expand without being overwhelmed, because you don't seem overwhelmed. How's that working for you? <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, thank you for mentioning that. I was um, I was getting overwhelmed because I work full-time. I commute two hours a day oh my um, yeah, on the freeways, on the California freeways, and, um, you know, have a lot of responsibilities in my work. But there was a drive that was so deep. That's why I knew that it really wasn't me, even though sometimes I was kicking and screaming because there was a lot of coordinating to do and a lot of pictures that were coming in. And um, I prayed a lot for some help. And sure enough, I, um, one of the um, blessing givers in Brazil, Alex, offered to help with the pictures, and he knew how to do slideshows and uh, formatting, so I basically, I crop them and get them ready and send them to him, and he puts them on the slideshow, and at the same time, um, a wonderful lady, Marlena Papiel of Sweden, who coordinates all the Nordic regions and and parts of Europe, um, who is a beautiful graphic artist and has done many wonderful animations for oneness, offered to do an online slideshow. And so these slideshows have timers, and and hers has music, and the other, the downloadable one, you know, we have maps of other places we send Diksha to, we have lists of the countries, and, you know, we also have um, a beautiful map showing where everyone is, a Google map, and we even have a blessing group in Siberia, and so oh, that's that's, a, that's so involved. Beautiful. So all of a sudden, it was almost as if we could take that next leap forward, because once I was able to get some assistance with some of the technical things, then um, we could expand it even more. Beautiful.
0: Well, we need to take a little break here, Maria. So just going to remind our listeners you're listening to the Oneness Program. This is Reverend Dr. Patricia Keel. You're listening on Oneness FM. All Diksha, all Oneness, all the time, 24 7, coming to you on Internet Radio. And we'll be back in just a minute with Maria Burnett and more about Global (laughs) Deeksha. listening to the Oneness Program, and we're back here with Maria, who's been sharing about this amazing divine inspiration and um, incredible project that she is helping to launch and coordinate all over the planet, creating... I'm going to let you explain that a little bit in case we have some listeners who've just tuned in. I love the way you talked about the morphogen magnetic fields and the grid lines Just talk a little bit more about that as we move forward with this idea of global deeksha
1: thank you patricia yes the morphogenic field is a field of consciousness and it's been used in um, some forms of biology and also in physics, which is a type of field that's created which is almost a blueprint. It's considered a field of light and sound from which matter comes forth and is manifested. And so we like to call the global diksha a morphogenic field of blessings oh, I like <laughs> and, <that. laughs> and creating gridlines of grace because it is all um, Ama Bhagavan's oneness blessing. That we give back and forth to each other in a very systematic way for seven minutes around the world and we also everyone who is there receives it for seven minutes from hundreds of people and so this field that has been created is actually of thousands and thousands of grid lines that have been going back and forth and across the globe and around the globe and you can imagine it almost like a beautiful net of light and grace that our purpose is to um, actually allow anything that is in this field to receive oneness through the field that, that could be the plants, that could be the oceans, the seas um, animals, people, anything um, that is within the field around the world. And the oneness blessing givers are actually um, like lighthouses where a light is going from one to the other. There are the anchors that are anchoring this field. And, you know, as as we know that the, the this is actually distant diksha and distant diksha at a level which is... Um, taking it beyond the local level and the international level. And one, I want to just share with the listeners that um, I was not a trainer when I started this, and I just recently became a trainer in March of 2011. But I had been doing this from August up until March as a blessing giver. And the amount of grace that we received from doing this, all of us, was amazing. We really took an expanded state um, from actually, I should say we we experienced an expanded state, better said, by doing this, and it took us out of let's say living in the little village of ourselves to suddenly realizing that through the blessing givers around the world in Siberia, in uh, Tanzania, in Israel, in the Gulf, in Colombia, in Brazil, Brunei, and Singapore, that we were all connected and the, the beautiful teaching of, of one of the awakening uh, teachings, the whole world is family, my goodness, that became so evident, whereas these people that who we didn't even know, we were looking at their pictures, hundreds of them through our global diksha, which lasts about an hour and a half um, every Sunday. They were coming alive for us, and we were connecting with them, and we could start feeling how um, people in high states, like awakened beings, can give a type of diksha which is distant and be so effective. you know, Because there is almost an encompassing of the entire world in your heart at that point. And we got, we had so many testimonials of people who experienced breakthroughs and a beautiful, uh, wonderful experience through just participating in this uh, global diksha. And we asked that the person participate once. And we, we keep all the pictures in because once they're part of the field, they remain in the field. You know, we don't remove pictures if someone can't participate, mm-hmm. they're just permanently part of our field of oneness um uh, blessings around the world. So
0: now are the the only people that are participating currently are blessing givers. Is that correct?
1: Yes, yes, for okay. the most part yes. I would say okay. the have have blessing givers. Mm-hmm. But
0: the people for instance if if I'm a blessing giver and I'm participating all of the people who are in my field are getting this blessing because if I'm participating and I'm connecting with people across that grid line, everything in the middle of it is going to be affected. So you know, I'm just thinking about how our listeners, even if they're not blessing givers, would really be very much receiving the blessing, knowing that this is trans- being transferred during this time on Sunday mornings all across the globe, really. It's extremely powerful just to even imagine it.
1: Kind of and it blows and my and, mind. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, it's so beautiful because on the uh, I spoke about getting out of the village and into the, the world and the universe, but you actually feel like the world is your village. Absolutely. It's beautiful. And you know, the 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 um, blessing receivers can actually participate if there is a group that's meeting and they can sit with the group they they don't have to give the diksha, of course, but they can sit in the field. yeah. Oh, oh, oh. And it becomes so profound when they're when we have uh, a group meeting on Sunday mornings in California. It becomes so profound. Just the energy becomes amazing, and we play, of course, beautiful music uh, during that time. We also take advantage uh, either before or afterwards to give the oneness blessing, so they could receive hands on diksha afterwards and just. Remain in that field uh, for a while, receiving the blessings in the room. So there is a way that they can participate uh, indirectly and still receive an abundance of oneness blessings. Mm.
0: Well, this, you know, what you're doing here is so much a part of this, the divine idea that I have for this Oneness FM internet radio program. I really have a vision that there will be. People and probably trainers uh, from all over the world who will host their own shows in their language at a time that people in their country would be awake and listening, so that there might be somebody where we, when we're sleeping in California, someone in another part of the world is is broadcasting oneness uh, experiences and oneness blessings and that we all receive this. It doesn't really matter what language we're speaking because it is a phenomenon and an energy that is being transmitted uh, across the globe right now. So I think this would be a great time for us in our program, Maria, to offer our first oneness blessing to our listeners and I think that what I'll do is just for those of you who may be listening with us for the first time there really is nothing that you as a receiver need to do and there may be those of you who are actually driving in your car as you're listening you could be on your iphone maybe you've podcast this program or you're on your computer Um, if you're going about your day just know that you don't need to close your eyes you can continue to do what you're doing and the phenomenon of grace and the oneness blessing will find you in its own way if, however, you do are sitting in a place where you have an opportunity to find that place of comfort in the physical body, I just invite you to do so right now to just begin to relax more deeply in the body, to become aware of your breath, and to find that place of center, perhaps to close your eyes if that's comfortable for you. And we take this moment knowing that we are all connecting in to this grace and this field of oneness that is our whole and holy nature. It is the divine nature of who we are of all living beings on on this planet, on Mother Earth. And so in this moment as we join our hearts in oneness Maria and I will offer to you this intentional blessing And as we do this, we really feel ourselves connecting with this field of grace all over the world and connecting you more deeply with that grace that indwells you. Extraordinary grace of oneness. So I invite you to bring yourself gently back. If you were closing your eyes to gently open your eyes. And once again to remind you you're listening to the Oneness Program here on Oneness FM. This is Patricia Keel. I'm your host of the Oneness Program. And I'm here today with Maria from Southern California who has followed her vision and and really created a magnificent global deeksha presence all over the world how many countries maria are involved now in your global deeksha
1: well we have twenty six countries patricia and oh they're God. representing about a hundred and twenty Diksha groups
0: that's so beautiful around the world that's really just extraordinary well um... I would love right now, we have just a few more minutes in this section of our show, and I would like to hear a little bit about your own personal experience. Um, I heard you say that you had a child, and I'm wondering how how oneness in the family is translating for you as a personal experience.
1: Oh, Patricia, thank you so much for asking me because I think... Uh, The main reason that uh, I was so moved by oneness when I first uh, began receiving blessings, besides the fact that it just felt so wonderful, was the fact that um, I was able to set right the relationship with my father. Mm -hmm. And uh, I had been a very dutiful daughter, and he had always been a very wonderful dad in terms of providing, but we were stuck in a... In a pattern where um, a perception where he saw me as a rebellious adolescent, even though I was 50, and uh, <laughs> and I continued to see him as an authoritarian father, mm. and so whenever we met, there was a lot of friction. But through the oneness blessing, I began doing the processes, and uh, it was so beautiful to see how our relationship began evolving in a in a more um, communicative and loving way and it really reached its pinnacle when he almost passed away last year and um, he allowed me to give him oneness blessings when he was in intensive care Mm, and um, within just moments our perceptions of each other through the blessing something happened in our brains where that relationship was fully healed in such a profound manner that years of frustration with each other vanished in a second, and it was just the flowering of pure love, like I never thought I would experience in this lifetime, and a closeness that um, I can only say that I had uh, never thought I would be living, at least in this lifetime, with my father figure. And um, to this day, this happened last year. We have continued to grow closer and closer and more loving in our relationship. And with, I, I have had very close relations um, with the, all the other members of my family. So those relationships just um, seemed to get even more lovely. Uh, they weren't without conflict because we all know that we have, um, we continue to have charges in our families and they come up. But the love, the foundation was growing even stronger. And um, and I can just say, just the fact that I could accept everyone as who they are and just revel in their particular unique beauty was something that I know came from oneness. You know, that I know with all my heart. And the healing of the relationship with the, with the parent um, just opened all these other doors for me. In my career, in um, my travels, in my relationships with friends and with colleagues, everything just seemed to be set right. It was so beautiful.
0: Well, we know that that's what Shri One talks about, is this idea that really we, the first thing we must do is set right our relationship with our parents, and that I think in our culture here, and maybe it was different for you growing up in uh, Italy, but certainly in the US we don't we don't for the most part honor our parents in the way that the parents are honored in India there's a sort of reverence and respect that is given to family and to elders that i think is is missing in our our culture for the most part and i know that it's been really beautiful for me um to be teaching relationship courses with uh, not only oneness blessing givers but also people in my uh, unity church community who just came to take the courses and people finding these just like you these amazing new relationship in in our you know middle year fifty so you know and i'm sixty four and to find these new relationships with our parents where we didn't really think anything was really wrong you sort of think you're going to live out your life continuing in the patterns that you've always had, but to have these breakthrough experiences is really phenomenal. It's just an extraordinary thing. And again, it's it's not something that we can figure out with the mind. It's not something that we get through years of therapy. It's not something that we are, are having um, insight and information about. It's literally experiencing the presence of love in a completely different way. So I just, I love that you have had that experience with your dad and um, and I love that you talk about how it's translated. Uh, I just have the question, one of the things Sri says is that setting right a relationship with our father can shift our financial well-being. Setting right relationship with our mother can shift if we are experiencing obstacles in our life. I'm wondering if you had that kind of experience in your own life with setting right that relationship with your dad? Did it, sh- did it shift something in your work, finances, that kind of energy at all?
1: You know, it actually did. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, it actually did. There was a time, you know, I, I, I've i always um, been able to do well financially, and uh, but there was a time in the past... Um, Let's say the past, about three years ago where I had some real estate investments that did um, maybe five years ago were doing really well and then they didn't do so well. And I had uh, some very serious losses, financial losses. And that's when I was really um, going back and forth with the relationship with the father, you know, where, I was, where it was more an idea that I, has, I was setting it s- straight. I was setting it right, so to speak. The idea, I was thinking I was doing it, but it hadn't really been a full experience. You know, it was still a concept in my mind. Yes, I've done this process, so let me I am setting it right. But there were still things there. There It wasn't until he had his near-death experience, and I was with him in the hospital all the time with my mother and sister, that that experience of it actually flowered. And flourished, I should say. So I found that um, from that experience, uh, lots of, uh, once that happened, the the real experience of setting it right, that um, I had a greater increase in money that was coming to me. Yes, well, you know, you gifts, go. gifts of Hello. money. You know, I would say gifts of money. You Grace, know, Grace. I received a car. There were just, you know, and there, and then there was not the worrying about the money. Mm-hmm. It was suddenly that I knew that everything I would have everything I need. And, and like Sri Bhagavan says, it's almost like when you set that relationship right. It's as if we have this invisible antenna, and that antenna starts broadcasting some be- a beautiful energy that it's to other people, and we receive back from them. Absolutely. Um, something yeah. that we may need, or, or um, you know, an increase in um, our material abundance. I, yeah. I'd like to also mention that my relationship with um, men in general was can always we, a little can competitive. We, a, we need to take a
0: break here. And I'm going to have fun with this one when we come back. <laughs> anyway, we'll be back in just a moment. You're listening to the Oneness Program. Long, long. So Namaste, everyone, you're we're listening to the Oneness program. This is Patricia Keel and I'm here with Maria and I can't wait to hear what she has to tell us about <laughs> her relationship with men that she started out on because I think this is where you know the rubber meets the road in a sense when how we say our spiritual life is affecting the world that we're interacting with in relationships so what were you going to say when I so graciously interrupted you a few minutes ago <laughs>
1: well you know it was so wonderful to learn um, at Oneness University in India uh, from one of our guides uh, that all of our relationships with men, uh, be they friends or whatever, is uh, actually colored by the relationship we have with our father. And all of our relationships with women is colored by the la- type of relationship we have with our we had or have with our mother. And um, I've always had a wonderful, beautiful relationship with my mother, so I have you know dozens of great girlfriends, yeah. you know. Yeah. <laughs> and but my relationship with men, I didn't have a lot of male friends. You know, and my relationship with men in general was always at um, a very formal level. And after I set right the relationship with my father, it just was so beautiful to be able to uh, develop very good friendships with men and to feel very comfortable around men But because I had felt that I couldn't speak up with my dad. you Um, You know, because he was talking, we had to listen. And so what I was doing with my um, uh, formal relationships with just men in general and male colleagues was being a little rebellious because they weren't my dad, but they were men, so I could get my boxing gloves on when I needed to, (laughs) you know. And that wasn't really good for developing good friendships, you know. know, But I felt like, oh, now I can finally, you know, speak my mind, you know. And and after that, after I... um, set right the relationship with my father, it was like almost instant. I could say it was almost miraculous uh, to see how I could develop also beautiful and wonderful close friendships with, um, with men, and I could have uh, wonderful conversations, count on them, uh, go out with them, and be really um, feeling like we had a, almost a sibling relationship. So it was, it was beautiful to see that teaching Actually, being played out, and the promise of uh, what Amma Bhagavan had taught, I was actually living it once I had set that relationship straight with my father.
0: So, let's explore a little bit more what the experience of setting right a relationship with father, mother this could be really anyone uh, because I think there's a perception that people have that. My setting a relationship right with my father or my partner or anybody means that they're going to change. (laughs) That's the setting right of the relationship. They're going to change and everything in terms of how we interact is going to be different. And yet what you and I know is that it's not about them changing at all. It's about what's going on inside of us. And the setting right is really setting right something internal inside of ourselves in, in terms of our connection with the Divine as well as our connection with who we are and who, what we believe to be true about ourselves in that relationship and also in the relationship with the Divine. So, are you, uh, If you'd be willing to share a little bit about how that experience um, moved through you, it would be a graceful and beautiful thing for us to uh, hear about
1: well thank you Patricia I would love to share that and uh, you know the setting right of the relationship with um, the parent and in this case I'm going to give the example of my father Uh, for me initially I, I did the work you know I was doing the processes I was going through those charges where I felt I had had pain and experiencing them and um
0: can you explain to our listeners what that means?
1: Oh, well, that that basically means, you know, when we have, um, maybe when they your listeners take a course just like I did, there is a process, a meditation that we're guided through to set right the relationship with the parents. And it's a beautiful process because we go through... Uh, an experience that we may have had that was particularly painful. It's called uh, shudhi. this process, in the past. And when we experience it fully, then we release a type of cellular memory where that experience has been stuck. It's been placed there. And so what, what has happened is that that first experience where we experience some pain Um, Since we tended to hide it, we didn't want to feel that pain, um, we started attracting situations that would bring it up in one way or another. And so this created a type of um, unsolved situation in our life where we may have kept attracting the same type of partner and then ending the relationship because this pain would come up and whatever it could be and it was not had not been healed and that happens to a lot of people but once we go back and experience that through um, a trainer or through someone who is giving this course because we also receive oneness blessings which is a very important part of this samskara shuddhi then we're able to Release this charge, it happens automatically. The charge and the cell, where it's locked in the cells, in the memory of the cells, is released through this process and through the oneness blessing. Mm -hmm. And so, what happens is that once that release, it's almost automatic that we don't attract the same situation in our lives through different people or a similar hurt won't come up and this um, makes it a lot easier to be able to connect with other people especially um, with other people who represent the relationship for instance if my uh, setting right of the relationship was with the father that means that all the men that I would come in contact in my life I would have some kind of a, maybe have some kind of an issue with or not feel comfortable with. Once that relationship was set right, then I would feel comfortable with them. It would be completely different. I could be myself. I wouldn't I wouldn't be driven and guided by the charge anymore. It would be something almost as if that there was no uh, separation between myself and the other. I could be very comfortable with that other person. And had it been with my mother, then usually that would be relationships with other women in our lives, our co-workers or friends, you know, there might be some conflict there all the time. So I was able to um, go through this process, and it wasn't just one time, I went through several different parts of it, and that helped very, very much, and it um, continues to help me, but it wasn't until my father had a near death experience and i was able to give him diksha. that something shifted in the hospital where just pure love came out when i especially once i saw his suffering i felt so much compassion in my heart Flowered too and that created the shift so i had worked on it through the processes and i because i wanted i had the intention of healing that relationship, first of all I had the intention, I wanted to set it right because I knew that that would be key to my spiritual growth and awakening, mm-hmm. you know, without setting it right, I knew that I would always have some sort of impediment towards the spiritual growth, so I was motivated to set it right. And, um, and through the processes and this experience that we had together at the hospital, it was set right, not just in concept and in thought, but in reality. It's
0: it's um it's very, it's very interesting and and really beautiful. Um, I mean, certainly not that your father had to go through this physical challenge and you know a near death experience, but we often hear and you know I've. I'm thinking of a book I read by Joan Borosinko, where she's Seven Paths to God, the Ways of the Mystic, and she tells the story of being in her mother's room when her mother was passing over, and that she was with her son, and the light that came into the room. And so often, you know, people who have had near-death experiences talk about the places that they go when they cross over and then see themselves and then decide to come back. So the fact that you were able to be in that field at some level with your father, um, it's almost as if you there was a, an opening and a kind of co-creative permission that you gave to each other to be fully present to one another in, in that way. And it's the same way we can interact with people. With young children where we give ourselves permission to just you know get on the floor and make funny noises and eat ice cream cones under the bed and just (laughs) be real you know be really authentically who we are that something happens in that field and you know my my great desire would be that we could live in that field of grace and oneness all the time in our own authenticity with one another and not have to have the kind of physical pain that people most people have to go through in a near-death experience but Mm -hmm. what a graceful thing for you and your dad to uh, have shared that time.
1: And it was pure grace, it was pure grace because I was on my knees praying for his well-being and for his life and and so I I know that it was the divine that came in because of uh, my prayers and his prayers too. Beautiful. It was really really I can say that um, as Sri Bhagavan has said uh, we set the intent, we put in the effort which is the action. The intent was I wanted to heal that relationship. I knew it would be an impediment to myself if I did not. I put in the effort which was the action where I did the processes and then I just, I prayed, I just prayed with all my heart and as Sri Bhagavan says grace, I'm sorry, intent plus effort equals the grace coming through and the grace came through in um, just the most magnificent and loving way.
0: How beautiful. This might be a beautiful time as we're, we're wrapping up this last segment of the show, Maria. Uh, I think it would be a wonderful time to ask you to set up a deeksha blessing for us. And maybe that would be even what we might invite people into, this idea that people might have an, a particular intention uh, that they're asking for in their life. And we can we can give that oneness blessing as, as the grace and divine inter- intervention flows and the effort will be whatever it is that they're guided to take so I'm gonna invite you if you would lead us in that blessing I'm more than excited to give the blessing with you
1: thank you Patricia so I'd like you if you are able to to close your eyes and just relax and if you're driving just listen while you're driving and just take a deep breath in through both nostrils and release it, slowly out. And continue to breathe that way, slowly. And just take a moment to connect with your heart, that beautiful part of you where your divine resides. Just connect with your heart and feel your beautiful heartbeat. And you may have an intent for something that you want, something that you long for badly, that you'd love to see happen. It might be the setting right of a relationship. It might be something material, something spiritual. So think a moment of that intent and hold it in your heart. Just place it right there. And as you keep relaxing and breathing, i will give you Diksha now your intent to manifest and that the action you take, that it be guided and inspired and that you keep in mind that your intent plus this effort that you will take will allow the grace to flow through just for you. So relax and we will give you Diksha now.
0: I'm to whatever it is that is being called forth in the hearts of those who are on this program, listening to this program in this moment. We trust that each one will be guided if there is a particular action that is to be taken, if there is a particular something to be said and spoken. to Just know that the Divine is guiding you in this way feel the presence of grace. And again, you're listening to the Oneness Program on Oneness FM. This is Patricia Keel, and I'm here with Maria today talking about her experience of the Oneness blessing, the amazing setting right of her relationship with her father, and the shift that has happened in terms of relationships in her life with other men, and also her beautiful, uh, divine idea of Global Diksha, which she shared about in the beginning part of our show today. And I just would like to circle back to that, Maria, as we're closing up our time together. Uh, I wonder if there are particular ways that our listeners who might want to connect and be- participate in the Global Diksha ways that they might connect with you. I know that they can we, we are always reminding people that if you'd like to find a local blessing giver, a diksha giver in your area and go to a, a regular oneness blessing group or if you'd like to become a diksha giver and find a local trainer that there's a website, it's called worldonenesscommunity.org. That's worldonenesscommunity.org.
1: And that's dot .com.
0: It's dot .com, not yes. Dot .org? Yes, dot .com. Oh, wow. I didn't know that. I've been yes. saying dot .org. Okay, <laughs> worldonenesscommunity.com. I guess they're not nonprofit. Um, and also that you can go there and you can look up a trainer or a blessing giver in your area. And so, Maria, if, you, if people wanted to participate in the uh, global oneness, is there something that they could do to connect directly with you about that?
1: Yes, of course, Patricia. Um, if they'd like to participate in the Oneness Global Deeksha, they can write to me directly at Globaldiksha at gmail.com, and that's G-L-O-B-A-L-D-E-E-K-S-H-A, Globaldiksha, all one word, lowercase, at gmail.com and um, if they can let me know what city they live in and if they'd like to send a face shot of a nice picture of themselves then I can include it and give them all the information um, that they will need in order to participate and they can participate on any Sunday they like uh, in order to um, get the blessings from hundreds of people who are also participating from around the world. And as Sri Bhagavan says, grace flows more fully in the giving than in the receiving.
0: Thank you so much. It's been wonderful to have you on our show today. My heart and blessings to you and out to all those beautiful people in your Global Deeksha group. Thank you so much. Thank you,
1: Patricia. It's been a pleasure to be with you and the listeners. Have a wonderful, wonderful day.